If you find yourself going down that negative path, rather than making negative filtered assumptions, just communicate and get clarity. It comes to one simple concept. Seek first to understand rather than be understood. An alternative Rx to mind reading is to recognize that you don't know the whole story. People are fighting battles behind the scenes that you, the scenes that you have no clue about. It's not about you. So allow that reality to sink in. And before you make assumptions, seek first to understand before trying to be understood. I see my victory so clear. It's a game. Are you wired for negativity? How come some people are negative Nancy while others seem to always see sunshine through the rainstorms? The fact is yes and no. We do have automatic thoughts and the type we have, negative versus positive, can impact how we feel as well as our mental well-being. In part one of the Refilled Podcast mini-series, we made it clear that this upcoming flu season of 2020-2021 is going to bring an unprecedented amount of stress. We can do all the outside walking and veggie juicing we want, and while those are fantastic for our physical and nutritional health, respectively, the body achieves what the mind believes. So we're going to start with the source, your mental health. I had the honor of flying to Ireland earlier this year to speak on the country's first ever mental health symposium, talking about healthcare for healthcare providers, specifically for mental health. This is a topic near and dear to my heart and what I've really founded the Fit Pharmacist community on to allow us all to be the best versions of ourselves once we invest in the source because you can't pour from an empty cup. And this brings us to one of the biggest complaints that pharmacists, pharmacy students, and healthcare providers have when it comes to self-care and mental health. And it boils down to one statement. I know what to do, I just don't do it. While the specifics may differ, this is the most common complaint by far when it comes to trying to improve your stress management. As I mentioned, we're wired to have automatic thoughts in response to our daily interactions. And if they're negative, that is automatic negative thoughts or ANTS as the acronym is, they can guide our behavior without our even realizing it and can be hard to control. This can lead to not just negativity, but stress, overwhelm, anxiety, and even burnout. Becoming aware of your ANTS and replacing them with more adaptive, rational thoughts is an effective way to enhance your mood, health, and overall quality of life. That's exactly what we're diving into with this episode, part two in the Refilled mini-series. We're going to identify why you're in your own way and go in detail about what those barriers to yourself, your best self, are, and most importantly, how to overcome them in a practical way. So negative automatic thinking not only leads to poor mental health outcomes, but it can also lead to a cycle of negativity. And if you're in pharmacy, you know that that runs rampant. Just go on any Facebook page that's popular and all you hear is bickering, complaining, and pretty much negativity. 
Unfortunately, that's what most of those are, and that's what most people are talking about. This podcast is aimed to break that, to give you practical resources to break the negativity and become your best self. Now, while these thoughts of negativity can seem impossible to avoid, especially when your environment of the pharmacy is so incredibly stressful, like the one we're about to even intensify with the upcoming flu season, it is possible to train your brain to counteract them. And that's what I'm gonna guide you through in how to do today. I'm gonna ask you a question though. Have you ever started your day off well, but then something happens, like you stub your toe, and then the rest of the day just seems to be a downward spiral, a case of the Mondays, as so many people call it, perhaps. And sometimes our own environment can bring on our automatic negative thoughts or ants. So we're gonna do some pest control here right now and squash them their ants. So if you ever thought to yourself or said aloud negative self-talk in response to crappy situations without even thinking about it, like almost an automatic reaction, you're practicing automatic negative thoughts. Phrases like, I'm such a klutz after dropping something. My life is a mess after failing a pharmacy exam. I'm so disappointed myself after not getting recognition you feel you deserve. All of these are examples of automatic negative thoughts according to the Automatic Thoughts Questionnaire, ATQ30, developed by psychologists Stephen Helen and Philip Kendall back in 1980. So why does this matter? Why the heck am I talking about this? It's because you want to be your best self. You wanna have a job where you help people, but you also enjoy your life. It's not a dichotomy where you have to suffer in order to be of service. That's where that thinking ends. That's exactly what I started this whole movement on. And the reason I wanna talk about these thoughts is that higher levels of positive automatic thoughts as opposed to the automatic negative ones are correlated with higher levels of happiness, which has been proven in a research study done way back in 1994 by Lightsey and colleagues. This indicates that in order to have better mental health outcomes, one should reduce their negative automatic negative thoughts and increase their positive automatic thoughts. That's because negative thinking is natural in our go-to thinking state and it's impossible to completely eliminate it, but outweighing negative thoughts with positive thoughts is possible through what we're gonna cover today. The first step is to identify these automatic negative thoughts because when you identify them, you are able to then challenge them so that your environment that brings on these triggers leading you to automatic negative thoughts can be challenged. You can identify them and say, oh, hold up now, pause just a momento. I don't want to go down that road. Literally, it's name it to tame it. And specifically, there are 12 mental traps that we're going to identify in this podcast case by case so that you can recognize when you fall into these traps. And we're going to go over each one as well as an example, an antidote to breaking that thought pattern and an alternative RX so that you can replace that with something positive 
that will break that cycle and allow you to create your own positive thought instead of an automatic negative one. We're going to squash those ants and we're going to start right now, helping you to get out of your own way and become your best self. So my hope with what we're about to dive into is it will provide some awareness and plant a seed in your mind to rethink how we respond to our environment because it gets so incredibly stressful. We're on the front lines. We deal with a lot. A lot is demanded of us and we are givers. So with that, over time, that's where stress can wreak havoc if it's not managed properly. People, places, situations, so many different factors in an environment will allow us to go towards a place that we don't become our best selves. And when we stop and we get recognition to this, we're going to become more aware and intentional about how we choose to react. So what I'm about to dive into are based on principles of cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT and is not meant to replace any therapy, medication, or treatment plan whatsoever. Full disclaimer. This podcast is an introduction to share some practical ways to identify, challenge, and dispute automatic negative thoughts. Let's dive in. So guys, the first one is the most common and honestly something that I struggled with for a long time. And the first automatic negative thought we're going to debunk is black and white thinking or all or nothing frame of mind. So what I mean by this, black and white thinking is when you view a situation in only two categories instead of on a continuum. It's either good or it's bad. There's no in between. That's black and white. One example is, if I'm not a total success, I'm a failure. And how many of us as pharmacists fall into this trap? We're type A. We tend to be perfectionists. So you can see how this can wreak havoc in our own mental health. An antidote to black and white thinking is to be realistic. And what I mean by that is have a dose of humanity. We make mistakes, we're humans. That does not mean that you need to stay in your mistake or be identified by it. Ice cream, for example, doesn't ruin your diet. Remind yourself of your goal, in that example being a good diet, forgive yourself and get back on track. It's all about balance rather than an extreme. That's what can wreak havoc. An alternative RX to black and white thinking is to consider both and mentally allow two seeming opposites to exist together. What I mean is that you can both succeed in graduating pharmacy school and fail a test once or twice. Yes, Rokai, it's okay. You can both accept yourself as you are and strive to improve. When you avoid extremes, you avoid a lot of extreme heartache and mental anguish. Trust me. The second mental trap is fortune telling. When will the doctor call in my refills? No, that's not what I'm talking about here. <laughs> now, we, we, we might see that experience on a daily basis, but when I'm talking about fortune telling, what I mean is in regards to the mental trap, you predict the future negatively without considering other, more likely outcomes. An example would be, I'll be so upset, I won't be able to function at all. You take something and you fortune tell the future before it's even happened yet. 
you don't even know, but you're jumping to conclusions. All right. That's something that can really wreak havoc. So an antidote to fortune telling is to understand your past experiences do not determine your future ones. And an alternative RX to fortune telling is to test out your predictions and be prepared to take risks. Telling yourself over and over that it will be negative can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. For seek and you shall find, as you hear me say all the time. Try looking for the good and see if you can find it. How's that for a challenge? The third mental trap is discounting the positive. You unreasonably tell yourself that positive experiences, good deeds, and qualities do not count. I helped make a difference for the patient counseling them on their medication, but that doesn't mean I'm a good pharmacist. I just got lucky and they were in a good mood. How many times do we fall into that trap? Again, because we, high, we put ourselves on such a high standard without giving ourselves grace for the reality of the situation. So an antidote to discounting the positive is to become aware of your responses to positive evidence. Practice acknowledging and accepting good points about yourself and others. An alternative RX to discounting the positive is that when someone gives you a compliment, say thank you. That sounds so simple, but if you practice it and you really become aware of compliments that you're given and how you respond, just pause, say thank you, and let that sink in. The fourth mental trap is emotional reasoning. You think something must be true because you feel it so strongly, ignoring or discounting evidence to the contrary. So example of this is, I know I do a lot of things okay at the pharmacy, but I still feel like a failure. Again, being too hard and judging yourself. An antidote to emotional reasoning, that is making your reality based on emotion, is to take note of your thoughts. Ask, how would you view the situation if you were calm and relaxed? Basically, if you took the emotion out of the situation, would you be able to assess it in a different light? Physically remove yourself from the situation politely. Walk away or give yourself a few hours to respond. So let's say you're heated in the pharmacy. Go to the bathroom, not in the pharmacy. I'm saying, take yourself, say like, hey guys, I gotta go to the restroom. Go and collect yourself. Take some deep breaths. Allow, literally, if you physically remove yourself, so let's say you were in a heated discussion at the pharmacy, physically walk away politely and say, excuse me, I need to go to the restroom. You can use that as an excuse, okay? Physically remove yourself, and that actually does so much good for you to allow to collect yourself and remove yourself from the emotion that you felt in that moment so that you can properly analyze it without emotional reasoning. An alternative RX to emotional reasoning is to acknowledge what you're feeling, then realize that your feelings could be misleading your judgment. Revisit the situation and your analysis at a later time when you're emotionally neutral. This is huge, so big for pharmacy. I really hope you guys put this into practice. It will save you 
a lot because you don't want to make a long-term decision based on a short-term emotion. Never forget that. The fifth mental trap is labeling. So labeling could be that you put a fixed global label on yourself or others without considering that the evidence might more reasonably lead to a less disastrous conclusion. You might think things like, I'm a loser, or he's no good. Labeling can damage your interaction with people because of your judgment before you get to know them. An antidote for labeling is to allow for varying degrees. What I mean by this is looking at the pharmacy, it has many different aspects with varying degrees of risk that's going on. It's a risky job. We're dealing with medications. We're dealing with answering questions that could lead to different types of outcomes. Allow for those different things by recognizing that it's not all good, all bad labeling. Taking an experience and creating that into your identity can be disastrous for your mental health. So an alternative RX for labeling is to recognize that all humans, including you, are unique, multifaceted, and ever-changing. Celebrate differences because that's the spice of life. Realize that not everyone's the same, and that's what makes life exciting. Enjoy the uniqueness that you and others have because that is what makes it worth living. You need to enjoy those, celebrate them, and recognize the differences that exist among yourself and with others. The sixth mental trap to avoid is that of magnification and minimization. What the heck are you talking about, Adam? What I mean by this is that when you evaluate yourself or another person or even a situation, you unreasonably magnify the negative and or minimize the positive. An example would be getting a satisfactory rating on my review proves how inadequate I am. Answering a patient's question doesn't mean I'm smart. You're minimizing your value. You're maximizing the potential negativity. See how that can cause some mental health damage? So an antidote to magnification and minimization is to focus on the reality of the result without making meaning out of it. Accept it as what it is and nothing more. That is simple but hard to do. So an alternative RX to magnification and minimization is to acknowledge what it is for what it is. So going back to the example, I got a satisfactory rating on my review. That means my rating was satisfactory. It has nothing to do with my self-worth or that I'm only satisfactory. It means what it means, period. Next thing, the seventh mental trap is having a mental filter. So what I mean by this is that if you have a mental filter, you pay undue attention to one negative detail instead of seeing the whole picture. So, example of this. Oh, uh, well, because I got one low rating on my evaluation, which also contained several high ratings, 
it means I'm doing a lousy job. See how you lose sight of the good things and you only hone in on that bad thing because your filter is negativity. So the antidote for a mental filter is to examine your filters closely. So ask yourself, are you sifting your achievements through an I'm a failure filter? Only failure promoting information getting through. So the good things that you're doing, the recognition, the people that you're helping, the lives that you're changing in a positive way, those don't get through the filter because your filter is on negativity. And the one negative comment you get amongst all the 50 compliments is the only thing you focus on. Be wary of this, it can wreak havoc on your mental health. An alternative RX to a mental filter is to state the facts from the evidence, not an opinion, not about some random, happy, this is gonna be a great day thought, the facts, the evidence. I helped answer a question from a patient. They felt helped and taken care of from what I did. Not someone else, not someone over there, me. I was involved. That was the outcome. They felt good. That is a fact. I did that. That's evidence. That's not me trying to manipulate the situation or put some sort of affirmation in you. That's evidence. Look at the facts and leave them where they are. The eighth mental trap that you can suffer from is mind reading. And I know a lot of us can fall victim to this. So that's why I'm gonna dive into this a little deeper. So when I say mind reading, what I mean by this is that you believe others are behaving negatively because of you without considering more plausible explanations for their behavior. So I'm gonna pull in Instagram to this because there is a meme. So this was filmed about mid-August uh, 2020. And right now there's a meme that's going around that's pretty hot. And uh, as far as getting traction and a lot of the big accounts are picking it up and taking their own spins off of it. And uh, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, Take a look at this meme. This meme is a, a photo of a couple lying in bed and they're next to each other, but they're facing opposite ways. And you've got a little thought bubble, okay? And on the one side, you've got the girl that's got a frowny face and she's looking away. And in the thought bubble, it says, why is he never looking at me? He's, all, he's probably thinking about other women. Why am I not good enough for him? What's his problem? But then you look over at the guy and he's got a neutral face and his thought bubble says, should I tell her that I made reservations for Taco Tuesday or Tequila Tuesday? Can it be both? So the reality is he made reservations. He's just not talking about it because he's processing it. He's thinking. And because he's paused, she's making meaning out of it. She's mind reading in a negative filter that he's thinking about other women or doing something bad. But in reality, he's just thinking like, oh, I did the sweet thing for my girl. I wonder if I should make it Taco Tuesday or Tequila Tuesday, or can it be both? So you see what the damage can be. And this comes down to communication. That's what will break down this barrier, stopping the assumptions to get clear on what's actually going on. So the antidote to mind reading is to generate some alternative reasons for what you see. Consider that your assumptions could be incorrect. I know, I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Pharmacist, you could be incorrect. 
your fears could be based on internal insecurity. And that can be humbling to hear, but really consider that all of us have insecurities. So this is one area that those can surface if you're not aware of it. Get more information or ask if you feel that it could be something that you did in a simple way, if it's appropriate in the situation. If you find yourself going down that negative path, rather than making negative filtered assumptions, just communicate and get clarity. It comes to one simple concept. Seek first to understand rather than be understood. An alternative RX to mind reading is to recognize that you don't know the whole story. People are fighting battles behind the scenes that you, the scenes that you have no clue about. It's not about you. So allow that reality to sink in. And before you make assumptions, seek first to understand before trying to be understood. If you're a pharmacist like me, you know that one of the most accurate synonyms for pharmacy is stress. And if you're a pharmacist or a pharmacy student feeling like you're stretched to your limit, like you barely have any time to get workouts in, to eat healthy, or even consider mastering your mindset, you're not alone. And I found this to be one of the biggest problems leading to stress, anxiety, and the road to being burned out. That's why I wrote this book, RxU, the Pharmacist Survival Guide for Managing Stress and Fitting in Fitness. This practical guide was written by me, a pharmacist, to give you realistic strategies to master your mindset in managing stress, practically fitting in a fitness routine that works for you, and nail your nutrition in a way that makes sense for your lifestyle. If you want a copy, it's available on Amazon and Kindle. Make sure to click the link in the show notes to get yours today. The ninth mental trap to avoid and be aware of is overgeneralization. So you make a sweeping negative conclusion that goes far beyond the current situation. Because I felt uncomfortable with that patient interaction, I don't have what it takes to be an exceptional pharmacist. You see what happened there? You took one less than desirable feeling and you blanket covered your whole career. One little interaction that probably wasn't even about you and you blanket it, you overgeneralized it about your whole pharmacy career. How often do we fall into this trap? Mm-hmm, that's what I'm saying. So the antidote for overgeneralization is to pause your judgment. Rarely is always and never accurate. So the antidote is to avoid extremes. That will keep you from going down the overgeneralization thought of mind. An alternative RX to overgeneralization is to be specific to the moment, keeping it to just the moment and not extending the feelings or reactions you're having to things outside the moment. Keep it where it is, the moment does not define anything more than that. The 10th mental trap that you need to avoid from being aware of is personalization. So as a pharmacist, you are in a tremendous opportunity to be a leader. And one of the things with being a leader 
is to ask yourself how you can take ownership of the situation to see not what they did wrong, but how can I improve? That is a, in my opinion, essential quality to have as a leader, always looking to self-assess and see if there's anything you can improve rather than casting blame on others for the outcome that you didn't want to see. However, if you take this too far, it can wreak havoc on your mental health. That's what personalization is. You believe others are behaving negatively because of you without considering more plausible explanations for their behavior. So one thing that happens a lot, and I hear a lot of complaints and kind of uh, DMs, I get emails, I get Facebook messages from pharmacists that fall into this trap all the time. And they feel like total asses because of it. And here's how it goes. My tech was short with me because I did something wrong. I don't know what I did. See? Just because they didn't realize that their tech may have, might have had a fight at home or maybe got some bad news on their way to work, they weren't their normal selves. They weren't their normal bubbly selves. They were short. They were to themselves. Maybe they're even quiet. So instead of asking, you assume and think that you did something wrong. Now, we're trained to do this, and good leaders do think, you know, did I do something wrong? Self-analyze. See, is there something you can do to improve the situation? But if you take that too far into the realm of personalization, it can be unhealthy when you believe that others are behaving negatively because of you. So the antidote to personalization is don't jump to the conclusion that someone's response relates directly to you. You don't know. Think about where the word assume comes from. What does that mean if we break up assume? into those three words. You've heard this before, and that's exactly what personalization can do to you. So, an alternative Rx to personalization is to imagine what else might be contributing to the outcome you're assuming personal responsibility for. Consider why people may be responding to you in a certain way. This is something that you really need to think about. And again, clear, Open and honest communication, when appropriate, will break, debunk, and save you from falling into the personalization mindset trap. The 11th trap is should and must statements. Again, we're pharmacists. We're driven. We're type A. Most of the time, we want to become the best version of ourselves. So, oftentimes, we put high standards on ourselves. The problem, again, is when that goes too far and overextends our own boundaries. You have a precise, fixed idea of how you or others should behave, and you overestimate how bad it is that these expectations are not met. It's terrible that I was not 10 minutes early to work. Being early is on time, and being on time is late. How often does this happen to you? How often do you judge others on your own set of standards? Be careful. An antidote to should and must statements is to replace the words must, need, and should with prefer, wish, and want. An alternative Rx to should and must statements 
is to understand that not everyone thinks like you do. <laughs> Mind blown, right? How could they? This is reality. Here's a dose for you, all right? So retain your own standards, but ditch your rigid demands about how you and the world have to be and set yourself free. The 12th and final mental trap that we're gonna debunk right now is that of tunnel vision. In tunnel vision, you only see the negative aspects of a situation. Let's take an example from the pharmacy. My one tech can't do anything right. He's critical and insensitive and rude to everyone. Disclaimer for all y'all listening, especially my techs, all my techs are Wonder Women. None of them are guys, so that example is I'm free. <laughs> Just want to make that super clear because literally my techs want Wonder Women, every single one of them. The antidote to tunnel vision is to look at the big picture and zoom out. Realize that while that one instance might be that person's weak moment or a heightened emotion in that situation, it does not define the person. It does not identify their value or capabilities as an individual. It is a moment in time. The alternative RX to tunnel vision is to consider gaining perspective on the big picture of the situation and not just magnification of the moment. So guys, those were the 12 mental traps, the 12 ants, the automatic negative thoughts that we as pharmacists are privy to falling victim to, but not anymore because now you have awareness. And that is exactly what this podcast aimed to do. Get you thinking on this. I ex this now I, I realize this was a deep dive. There was some deep content here. I hope and expect that you would go back and listen to this two, three, several times. If you were listening to this on your work commute or you're on a swole day and you're listening to this in your workout, you might wanna re-listen to this and take some notes because this requires a lot of self-reflection, a lot of honesty, and a lot of humility. If you're listening to these and, and you're like, oh crap, that's me, oh crap, that's me too, don't feel bad about yourself. Again, this is one of the mental traps right now in action. Realize that by listening to this, you are growing as a person, as a pharmacist, because you are actively engaging in becoming the best version of yourself. You're taking ownership in getting that awareness. This might have unveiled some blind spots for you. That's something to be excited about. Yeah, we're not perfect. We're humans. We have room for growth. You may have just identified some of those. That's something to be excited about and needs to be recognized. That is something that you accomplished, so you should be grateful for it. It might be kind of a tongue swallow thing, like dose of humility, like, holy crap, I've been doing this for years, but not no more, because now you've got that awareness. And realize that by listening to this or watching this, if you're watching it on YouTube, it's not gonna make it go away. The first step is awareness. Now it's up to you to put in the work and dive deeper. But having awareness of what's going on, being able to identify it is so essential and it's the first step in reclaiming your mental power. This discussion on mental health was a deep dive, no doubt. But I have a feeling that you did a lot of head nodding, 
or saying yes to yourself. Shh, it's okay. You're safe here. This is a private place. Now, the next episode in this mini podcast series is going to dive deeper into specific mental hacks. I know I shared a few in this with the antidotes and the alternative RX for each of the 12 automatic negative thoughts, but the next episode is going to dive even deeper to specific practical strategies that you can do when you catch yourself falling into these automatic negative thought patterns. I really want to get this message out and get the word out about this podcast because so many of us fall victim to this and we can't be our best selves because of how we're wired as humans and the traps, the mental traps that we fall into, the 12 that I described in this podcast episode. So the reason I put this out is I see and hear from so many awesome people that keep getting stuck in these. They say, Adam, I'm in my own way. I keep doing these same things. I don't know what to do. Here's your solution. I hope this helps. And I really want to get the message out on this podcast, on the series and the tools and strategies that we cover in this episode. I really want to reach as many people as possible. So please, please, if you found this insightful, if you found this helpful, or at the very least entertaining from my weird jokes, yes, I'm fully aware of my quirkiness and I prefer the word unique over weird, although both do apply. But whatever you wanna say, it's reality, it's real truth. I accept that, I'm weird. That's why it's just an entertaining podcast. That's why I enjoy doing it. But at the very least, if any of those apply, if you got value at all from this, I urge you to share this episode. If you're on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating and review. That is the best compliment you could ever give me. I put a ton of time and energy into getting these resources out to you. That is the best way to support this podcast and the work that I'm doing. Go on iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. That helps this grow and get the message out to more pharmacy students, pharmacists, and other healthcare professionals who are trying to become the best version of themselves. Share this episode. Put it in your Instagram stories. Put it up on Instagram and tag me at the Fit Pharmacist so that I can see it and give you a shout out back. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. There's a new episode dispensed every week. I want to make sure that you get it first so that it fits your schedule and you can fit it in to when is most convenient for you. Your support really does make a difference, guys, like real talk. And I really appreciate every single one of you. And I know sometimes you might feel like, oh, I'm just one person, but you're here. You're a part of the Fit Pharmacist community. You are who makes this family so impactful to be the change that we wish to see in pharmacy. It's all you hear. Pharmacy needs to change. We need to improve. We need to grow. By listening to this, by sharing this podcast, by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes, you are becoming a part of the solution to grow this movement because it would not exist without you. You are who makes this what it is. You are who makes this my purpose for dispensing this, for putting in the work, for giving you guys this content. It all starts with you. And that little action that you have the power to do of sharing this podcast, leaving a review, 
makes a big difference. So my challenge, my ask for putting in hours for this, by the way, this episode took a lot of hours to prepare, a lot of research. I don't spit lies on this. This is all based on scientific research, published studies. This is all legit stuff, all right? I don't wanna waste your time with trash. This took hours to research. So my ask for you, if you found any nugget of value, share this podcast, leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps. It all starts with you and that little action to do that support is what is going to make such a big difference. Be the change. All it takes is one step forward and together we can make leaps and bounds to step in the right direction. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. Much love, God bless. Appreciate every single one of you. Thank you.